everyone. Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective. I'm really focusing this month on human trafficking, and I have such a heart for it. And I've met these wonderful people. And one of my friends that I met actually online, and I finally got to meet in person, is here with us today. And let me tell you something about human trafficking. I have to share these with you because these are like my 80s go-to. Because my friends, not all that glitters and flashes and sparkles is pure gold, right? I want to introduce you to my friend, Natalie Denise. She is the owner the Daily Traffic and Counter Trafficking Alliance. Natalie Denise is a news and culture commentator. Also with a full-time passion to combat human trafficking, she owns the only dedicated human trafficking news headlines platform, The Daily Traffic, as well as her newly formed watchdog organization, Counter Trafficking Alliance. All right, girl, Nat, What's going Let's on? roll, girl. <laughs> hey, I love hey. it. You have, you have to put your sunshades on because your future looks so bright. My Jimmy Crystals love me. But listen, just so <laughs> if anyone's listening right now and they're not watching the television, if they are listening to the podcast, let me describe these glasses. This is something I probably would have put my money into back in the day. Designer shades. And one thing I want to tell you about these glasses is the fact that they're pink and they're a little purple on top. And there are a bunch of diamond crystals flowing down like a waterfall on the side. Very flashy, very catchy. But the old Annie would have probably bought sunglasses with real diamonds on them. That's all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pull my 80s groove today but girl i'm seeing yes, you flow i see your name behind you right now natalie denise in neon lights okay that's right i don't know where you got that i'm loving the vibe i love your wall so Thank you. girl who are you like where did you come from <laughs> yeah i mean for how, how far back do i date uh, date myself back i started off on youtube uh, but whilst starting my YouTube, I was a culture and movie commentator reactor. That was like where I first jumped into. Like, oh, cool. Any, just like a media, you know, and, you know, I, I kind of took a break from that. But that was one side. I, I actually I'm on the I'm a volunteer. I'm at the bottom of the to totem pole volunteer that jumped into the in industry of counter trafficking of uh, anti trafficking ministry street work. And, you know, uh, this is really where I got started, right? So I, I was soul searching. I was looking for purpose. I had just gotten through, uh, uh, one of my first bad breakups, right? And so I was looking for purpose, but purpose found me. And I learned about human trafficking back in 2013. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, think back. I mean, now in 2022, everybody, you know, like people are starting to know more about human trafficking. But as you know, back then, nobody knew about human trafficking. Yes. And so this was shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. And so, you know, from there, I volunteered on different respects. Uh, the first was kind of more shocking 
I uh, went through the uh, outreach ministry uh, in Houston, Texas, and actually went undercover to the cantinas in Houston. What a lot of people don't understand is that these cantinas are shady, right? Like they are bad. And, you know, this was another, another facet that I had no idea existed. And this was in my own city. And for those that don't know anything about the cantinas in Houston, we have a port. And so, you know, just like any other port, this is where imports, exports flow logistically. And so when workers get off of their shift, they, they look for entertainment. And so what people don't know as well is that many cartels actually run these cantinas along the port in Houston. Not all, you know, not all of these are, are, are cartel owned, but mo- a lot of them are. So I would volunteer go out to these cantinas, you know, uh, and we would go with the ministry. So we were going out of purity to pray for them, to outreach to them, to give them gifts, you know, and Mm -hmm. let them know, hey, if you ever want to come out of this life, you know, we're here for you. We're not going to judge you. We'll arrange for you to get rescued, you know, and a lot of these women are from Latin America. So, you know, they're here in America, undocumented. And, um, you know, so if they go missing, that's it. Who's going to count for them? You know, that's, that's a whole other story that we can pair up with our modern day, but I won't go into that rant right now. But, you know, so these women and girls are out there, right? So mm-hmm. I'm out one night outreaching and I see a girl in this cantina. Now, a cantina in, in English is a bar, right? So right. I, I'm in this cantina and I'm just kind of purveying the atmosphere. And I look to the back where the lineup usually is in cantinas or they're in different places, but in this particular one, it was in the back. And I, I look, I like kind of zip, uh, beeline to the back and I see this girl and she's sitting on the bench, the lineup bench, and she's probably about 11 years old. <gasps> and I'm like, yeah, wow. I'm like, wait. So I'm kind of like, just, it's obvious, right? When we say it right here in front of each other, we know what's going on. But when you're in the atmosphere, you have to, you're kind of, you get adrenaline and you have to piece everything together to actually register and ingest what's actually going on right right in front of your eyes. So I'm here thinking like, oh my gosh, like it's after midnight and there's nothing but dudes here. Uh, The sex workers are dancing on the floor. And then there's this petrified looking little girl on the bench. And I just pieced it together. Oh my gosh, this girl's being trafficked, you know? So long story short, I filed a police report and the detective actually kept track with me, you know, to keep me updated on the case. And it turns out that they could never recover this girl. And I just remember, I was like, how can we not recover this little girl? Like she's a little girl. And, you know, where did she go? The mystery scarred me because it's like, where did she go? What happened to her? Is she being sold again? And Mm. she's not getting the help she needs, you know? So all these things kind of plagued me. And it, that's what really got my, uh, got my motivation as, uh, fired up as it still is today. But that was my start. And, you know, from there, I, I, 
that's what kept me in the ministry of outreach. I went through uh, visitation at safe houses for adults and child. And when you visit those child safe houses, it's completely different. It's like, yeah, who could who could hurt these kids? Who could like you look at these kids in the eyes? And all they want is somebody to look up to like this. They li- literally yearn for love because that's what not what they got at home. And right, like right. even experiencing that as a, a mentor type of figure, it was just like, like who would do this, you know? So anyway, that's a long story short. That's, that's like my, my intro to, you know, my, my world of combating trafficking about a decade ago. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how I got involved in the industry. And, you know, fast forward to today, I left a corporate America job because I just had a knack in media. And now, as we know, you know, we <laughs> have to kind of depend on alternative media now because, right, right, right. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to say why, but, you know, uh, so this was <laughs> we all my know knack, why. Right? <laughs> we all know right. why. We all know but, why. We, hey, we Nat, I, I wanted it. to ask yeah. you because you, had you said a bad breakup yes what is what did that entail i'm really curious about yeah so any type of relationship you had that was possibly toxic mm-hmm. or abusive yeah so you know uh i would say that was that was one of uh the toxic relationships that i've had and to be honest with you, like, I'm not sure that I've ever had a normal relationship now, retrospectively looking back. Oh, and, wow. you know, after that relationship, that's actually what jump started me in my faith because I was so, I was so hurt. This was back in 2012, yeah. by the way. I was so yeah. hurt. I was so broken, you know, thinking that you're going to spend your life with this person. And then, right. you know, um, those qualities just kind of, crumple up. It's of course, you know, there were people praying for me. And mm-hmm. I, I believe that that's also why that kind of never came into fruition. It was more like a, a thorn rather than a fig tree. Um, sure. It never came to, it never came to fruition. But then another relationship happened. And I would say this is probably the one that absolutely made me understand how anybody could get trauma bonded or ensorcelled into a relationship yeah. now i'll talk about it because it's what, okay, important let, break that out break that down you talk yeah. about your relationship and then tell us what trauma bond is sure so you know this relationship happened rather fast you know uh, always uh, i thought it was i thought it was one of those old-timey relationships and that's the yeah. thing to kind of distinguish from yeah. right you've heard about yeah these relationships back in the 50s or you know the, the 60s <laughs> the 40s. Oh, oh the 40s we we saw each other and we fell in love and you know we're still together 100 years later you know so i just think like oh my gosh this is like the best thing ever you know this person loves me he saw me and like it's kind of like one of those love at first sight things and this is why we're moving so fast and I had no idea that there was an entire glossary surrounding what I went through. And so one of the red flags was that the relationship progressed so fast. And now we're talking about a, a month, a month and a half in. And, um, you know, we were already getting really serious. And, you know, everything just seemed so 
nice and amiable, right? Uh, and that's where the love bombing stage happened. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I had never been treated like this. I had never had, to be honest with you, this is completely honest. I've never had somebody buy me flowers before. I've never had somebody, you know, tell me that I was the, the best in the whole wide world and that, wow. you know, the, I'm the best they ever had and that they were so happy. But, you know, conjoined to that, you know, I also had other context clues like, or, you know, in that setting, the context clues, his, the, the, the family and the friends were like, we've never seen this person like this ever. So, of course, this kind of sealed that idea in like, oh, this is it. Like this, I've never, uh, you know, he, this person's never been through anything like this either. We, we found each other really fast. So that's, you know, that's part of it, the love bombing and all that. So once it got to the part of the relationship where it started pivoting to the more nefarious, uh, I guess, part was after the fact that uh, we had entered into a commitment. And, you know, once that happened, it's like night and day, everything started changing. I started, you know, getting gaslit. You know, now I retrospectively look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was gaslit. But right. for those that don't know what gaslighting is, you know, it's kind of questioning your sanity, questioning yes. your sensibility. Right. And, you know, there were a lot of examples where, and it was a very slow progression. This is where it gets scary because it, it just becomes this very slow progression where it's like, you know, I didn't do that. Oh, you're so silly. Oh, you're just being so sensitive. Don't, don't take it. Don't take it that serious, you know, or, uh, and then started progressing into, you know, if, if something truly bothered me about the relationship w in which would require your partner to self-reflect and really assess and maybe fix that part of them that hurts the other person because you love them. Instead, it was, well, you're always picking on me or, you know, you, you're always, you're, o you're always nagging at me. And, you know, this type of thing makes you start questioning your sanity. Like, because it's it's never them it's always you right and you're like right. wow like i i really never thought that i i i didn't think i was like that i, I really thought that i i'm a person to break things down have and converse and and really talk it out with somebody but you know it's my fault wow and so that's where i started started to question my sanity and this was a very scary part of my life because Girl. Mm. I was never, I was never, you know, that person sounded completely narcissistic. My personal Absolutely. opinion. I don't even know them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it started transforming into, um, it started transforming into a very overtly sexual relationship where uh, I, I, I feel, I felt incongruent at, at a lot of parts, you know, where I, I just, I was like, wow, this is, is this what it is? You know, I, and I even set that standard at the very beginning. I was like, listen, I, I would rather wait until we get married. Like this sure. is just part of my faith and all these things. Right. And that's you just, have a right to do that. That's right. 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 And you know, this person said, yes, of course. And then, you know, we didn't exactly. do that. And exactly. And then it, <laughs> it was like the boundary was already crossed and, 
you know, but I have to be fair. Like, you know, there was some sort of me, me as well. Right. So I'm not completely putting that on that person, but there was a boundary crossed. And, you know, if we're speaking in biblical terms, you know, the man is supposed to leave the woman. And so if if that's a standard that gets set in place, you know, right. Right. It's just a respect, you know, exactly. He should have honored you as a woman of God and your body. And he didn't. Right. Right. And, you know, this just became, I, I, I started to realize like, you know, I, I would question myself like, wow, this is just, it, it's so incongruent the times that these sexual relations come into play because, you know, I don't feel like I'm ready sometimes or, you know, it just feels like a little bit, bit too frequent. Um, and, and I think it was getting to a point where you know, uh, I was being groomed to yeah, accept it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. a sexual relationship that was outside of my autonomy. Right. Right. You if had no rights basically. Sense. Yeah. You had no rights. You had to just give in because if you didn't, the relationship would end. Right. 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 And there was so. just other, there were other parts of it though, too, that were just kind of like, it kind of felt like, okay, is this, like, is this, uh, a na- like, is this natural? You know what I mean? Like, is this, is this, is this what love is? And it gets very confusing. Cause it's like, I, I don't know if this person means well, and you kind of, right. you're, you feel trapped in that moment yeah. because it's like, how do I absolutely. escape this? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was in a relationship like that without a trafficker. And it was, it was torture because I yeah. would do think do things for him that I would never do with a potential husband. Like he was, yeah, I don't even want to share it on, on this platform right now, but it was bad. Yeah. And I felt trapped too. And so I understand that. Do you think that might've driven you partly in your heart for your passion to help victims of trafficking? Because you felt like you had, you know, no guard up. You had no, you're, you didn't have self agency anymore. You had like no boundaries anymore. And you felt like mm-hmm. you were taken advantage of. So what more, you know, obvious care could you have for victims of trafficking? Because maybe they were in the same situation. You were at one point with a Romeo pimp in the beginning. Right. And that right. we, how do you know that that guy, Nat, how do we know that he wasn't an undercover trafficker? How do you know right. he wasn't? Like, you it, don't know. It's scary. It's scary. It really is. Well, I'm it's, glad it, you're it okay. Really scary. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, you know, I'm glad I was able to just leave without any repercussions too. You know, that, right. that, that part just really makes me feel very blessed that God, you know, the way that God, I have to put God in this because the way that he allowed this really did help me have that understanding of how these girls get ensorcelled in this life. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Annie, I was a strong willed thinker. I was strong before this. Like, I can't yeah. say that I was with self, you know, so low self-esteem or I was in a lowly place in my life. I was strong willed. I thought strong and I already had my plat. I had things going on for me. So I can't say that, Oh, you know, he hit me at the most vulnerable. No, it was, and it was a very exploitative relationship. 
And, mm. you know, a, a lot of parts of this was, what can I get from this relationship? Not, right. you know, do I, ha- I have this uh, girl who, uh, this woman who, who is uh, d- completely devoted to me, who will do anything for me. Yeah. And like you said, it was a very narcissistic relationship. It, I was a it, supply and it, it kind of you know, sounds like you were a sex slave. Yeah. Am I crazy yeah. to say that? No, I was, to- I was told at one point that I was for some reason. Oh my gosh. Well, I saw a vision of you and I don't want to say it on this program, but of you being subservient to him and doing what he wanted. And you knew if you didn't, that it would, it, your relationship would change dramatically to something right. not, I mean, not that it wasn't already say unsafe already, but it would change right. into something darker. Absolutely. So, Wow. I, I, I'm really, I'm really glad that you are safe and that you got, you know, at least some insight into what trafficking really starts with. Right. And, Absolutely. and honestly, even if someone doesn't sell you, Nat, I, I think I want all of our, our audience that watches and listens is to understand that exploitation isn't just being sold on a market somewhere in a, in a hotel or a club or the street or a massage parlor or, you know, on a website, it's with one person. Sometimes exploitation right. happens with one person and maybe there's no, not even money being exchanged. Maybe it's just their pleasure in exchange for your torture Absolutely. to satisfy their narcissistic desires. And I, I'm just being, very honest and real with that. But hey, listen, we have about five minutes left. Uh, tell us how people can get in touch with you. And also, what is the best advice that you could give someone about your life that you've learned so far to be successful and to really just, uh, you know, embrace yourself, your calling? Yeah. yeah so... So I'll start with that. You know, I, I, I really think that I wouldn't have gotten out if I didn't have prayer and I didn't have people praying for me because there yeah. was definitely some prayer warriors, you know, really, really going to war for me. Um, you know, because you're kind of just, again, you're ensorcelled in this moment and you get, that's what love bombing is. It disguises the red flag. So, you know, prayer to me was probably the biggest catalyst in me, uh, in my success and me getting out of the, of that situation of so many things. So I'd say prayer 100%, but also, you That's know, good. this is, this is hard for me, but discernment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like having discernment. I, I yes. wish I would have submerged myself in discernment, you know, because possibly could have avoided this, but it taught me that, Hey, you need to start having this discernment and really assess people and not be so trusting. Yes. You know? Um, so with that, that's, you know, prayer and discernment is big, 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 uh, for those that are interested or curious about my work, I am mainly on YouTube. Uh, so youtube.com slash Natalie Denise, that's spelled N A T L Y D E N I S E. I'm also on Instagram. Um, pretty much if you type Natalie Denise in any platform is pretty unique enough. It'll bring me up, yeah. but, um, I did yeah, that. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. You came up right away with your beautiful website, girl. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just so encouraged by you because I really like felt like you just got completely humble and mm-hmm. raw 
And I'm, yeah. I'm really encouraged by that because I know right now there are people watching and listening that needed to hear what you said, because right now they're in mm-hmm. an abusive relationship and the guy might not be right. a trafficker, but he is right. an abuser and there's some intention there that is going to cause them harm. So 100%. Yeah. What can we say to them? We got two minutes. Tell them what they should do. Number one, get somebody wise on your side. Not, yes. not just your friends that will say, Oh girl, whatever. You know, if you're just, if you're happy, then I'm happy. No, stop with that buffoonery. Get somebody who is wise and who will tell you the truth and be honest with them. More, m- more preferably somebody who is godly, who knows the word and who has mm-hmm. great discernment and who is very seldomly wrong about things, you know, because the person <laughs> who looked into my life was very seldomly wrong about things. I just didn't want to listen. Um, but those people, you know, if, the, if that person rings a bell in your heart and in your mind and in your soul right now, get them close on your side and be yes. honest with them. And then pray about it because God's going to create a situation for you where it's just the most perfect exit, the most perfect time. And it could only be God because he gets the glory at the end of the day. And he even wants glory in your situation. So he will make it happen for you if you anchor yourself on God, his word and wise counsel that is yes, based on his word. girl. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right that I love that because you know, honestly, that is the best solution to, to surround yourself with people that are wise, that have experienced life, that can give you direction. And I'm not yes. saying preferably older people, but the older people do know a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and maybe another girlfriend or a person that has been through something that, you know, yes. can help you. And so, girl, you have been such a bright light today. I, I'm so thank happy you. that you came on. And Natalie, thank you so much for sharing your time. I know your time is so valuable. And I do Absolutely. want you to come inside the studio one day in person. It's going to be awesome. But it I will. want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and from Pink Chair for coming on our show today. We love you and we appreciate and honor you. Oh, thank you so much, Annie. It is so good to see you, but I can't wait to see you in person once again. (laughs) You too, girl. Bye. Kisses. Bye-bye. Hey, friends. Thought I was gone, didn't you? Well, I still have Nat in the studio with me. Really quick, I want her to share something with you that she's going to give you a website for to purchase. Go for it. What's up, everybody? Okay, so I recently started a cosmetic line and it's made in the USA. It's cruelty free, paraben free, and made by a patriot if you are a patriot and in support of patriots. But also, there's a portion of my line called Her Ruth, and every single cent of the purchase price of this one lipstick goes towards human trafficking rescue and aftercare. So it's a very unique line. You can go to NatalieDeniseCosmetics.com to get it today. Thank you, Nat. I love it. Makeup girl. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Bye guys. Right on. See you later. (laughs) Hi friends. I want to talk about our nonprofit today. It's called 
Destiny House. And it's a place where ladies that have been in the sex industry, ladies that have been sex trafficked, can come and live and recover from their lifestyle. Basically, it's this, to dream, discover, develop into the perfect destiny that God has for them. When these ladies come, they definitely get their healing and they get a brand new start and a brand new life of promise, hope, and a great future. Please partner with us. If it's on your heart, we need to keep our houses open. You can go to pinkchair.com and click on donate and your donation is tax deductible. Thank you, everyone.